I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Well, Razorback fans, it is the halfway point of the Razorback football season. So let's talk about some grades, have a little parent-teacher conferences or whatever that is the kids these days do, and talk about where Arkansas grades out at each and every position on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as uh, we are in Alabama week, which we'll talk about. <laughs> oh, geez. The fact that Arkansas has not beaten them since the W administration is uh it sucks and then like really to rub salt in the wound they're like the university of arkansas students on campus right now that were not alive when arkansas last beat alabama anyway there'll still be time for that there'll be time for that but i wanted to do this in in, in this particular podcast because one of the things i like to do especially in football season and if you watched or listened to the podcast a lot last year it's kind of go through the certain steps you know at the at the midway point of the year I feel like it's always really good to kind of look at the grades, as I like to put it. Um, I was never good at grades when I was in school, so you know, might as well make grades for somebody else. And where I think of uh, Arkansas grades up at each and every uh, position group, as well as not only offense and defense, but special teams and also coaching. So that's what we're going to do today is we're just going to walk through some of the things that I believe when it comes to the grades and where Arkansas grades out after six games of the season. And then kind of give an overall grade, if you will, a GPA, if you will, uh, for Arkansas itself. So, um, again, this is just something that all of y'all, you'll have probably your own opinion. You'll probably disagree with me on a lot. You may think I'm too harsh. You may think I'm too lenient, whatever it may be. And then there's some of you that's going to be like, it's an F across the board. Well, okay. Well, just hopefully you're not a teacher because <laughs> I always hated, uh, I hated school. So, this was always like, I have written my sign over here, the parent-teacher conferences. I hated parent-teacher conferences. So this just stresses me out even talking about it. But let's go ahead and walk through it, though, because I think that there can be some good and maybe uh, some things that we look at as far as uh, where they're at now. Because a lot of this has to do with the expectation. You know, I always think about it. If you were one of those kids in school that uh, was a straight-A student and you were a straight-A student for years, and then one year or one quarter or one semester, you ended up getting a B, is it make you a failure because you got to be? No, it makes you maybe disappointing and a failure because of what the expectation was. So a lot of these are just based on the expectation uh, that Arkansas had, but also a lot of it is just straight up like what it is right now. So let's go ahead and start with the Arkansas offense uh, from this key point. And we'll start with, of course, the most important position on the offense itself. That's right. We're talking about quarterback. K.J. Jefferson has been the only quarterback 
that has really played so far this year. Uh, Jacoby Criswell got in some garbage time uh, against Western Illinois or Western Carolina earlier this season, but it's pretty much just been KJ Jefferson across the board. And you know, all of you know how high I am on KJ and how high I have been on KJ and how high I was on before the season started. I still felt like he was the uh, best quarterback in the SEC. I think he had proved it time and time again. But right now, it's hard for me to defend that claim. And because of that fact, I am giving KJ Jefferson. Actually, no, I'll go through the numbers of everything and then I'll give you my grade. So KJ Jefferson at this point in time, uh, with six games into the season, halfway point, he has thrown for 1,300 yards. He has completed 67% of his passes, which is about on uh, actually a little less than what he's done before, but um, he's got 12 touchdowns, six interceptions, has already thrown more interceptions this season than he ever has in any other season before, and he's also been sacked 23 times. As far as his rushing stats go, he's rushed for 136 yards on 82 carries, technically, and is averaging 1.7 yards a carry. His longest run is 25 yards, and he has one rushing touchdown. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, without a doubt, has had a lot going against him this year. Um, and we'll talk about some of the reasons why. And when I'm talking about K.J. himself, I'm not just, you know, putting him into a box where it's all about him. Like his grade, all these players and all these position group grades, in a lot of cases, uh, depend on some other position groups, too. So keep that in mind. But as far as the numbers go for K.J., I'm giving K.J. a C plus. And it's a C plus mainly because, again, about the expectation that I had for K.J., it's hard for him to really have time in the pocket and feel comfortable in the pocket when the offensive line is, is doing what they're doing, and we'll get to their grades here in a second. But it's also just a matter of some of the throws that KJ have, has made so far this year at times have been really off. Uh, he's, he's missed wide-open receivers. He's had just terrible decisions when it comes to throwing interceptions. Like The, the two against Ole Miss were just awful, and just awful throws, awful decisions, and ones you can't have from an experienced senior quarterback. Um, so I, I feel like because of that fact, because of his inconsistency, because of his ability to kind of take that step forward, uh, I put him at a C plus right now, Arkansas quarterbacks are at C plus where there have been some times where it's looked good, you know, KJ looked good against LSU, but overall it's been pretty disappointing. Uh, the running back position, moving on to that, um, this one was a little bit, again, tough because you don't really have a whole lot to go off of, but rocket Sanders getting hurt for a good bit. In fact, I think he's played in only four games really of the season so far I guess three technically because he did play against more against Texas A&M so he's only played a third or quarter of the season so far I hate math this is, this is about school and stuff anyways you know what I'm talking about he has not played as much as what people were hoping for but right now AJ Green still leads the team in rushing this season which is pretty crazy to think about because he has 32 carries for 195 yards he's averaging 6.1 yards a carry with two touchdowns now, Dubinian is the next leading rusher with 187 yards, but 51 carries. So Dubinian has almost 20 more carries and has eight less yards, and he's averaging 3.7 yards a carry. He has one touchdown. And then Rocket Sanders has 34 carries for 91 yards. It's averaging 2.7 yards a carry and has two touchdowns. Dominic Johnson has 15 carries for 41 yards. And Isaiah Augustov has six carries for 21 yards. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm getting the, the running backs have definitely been hindered by not having Rocket consistently, but they've also been hindered by not having great blocking in front of them too. 
But either way, they've just not performed. Uh, A.J. Green's had some nice moments and even sometimes in the backfield, but slow developing plays, whatever it may be, has just been bad. So I'm giving the running backs a C. There hasn't really been any sort of games that I've looked at and been like, oh, man, they got it going. I know A.J. Green had that one big run against uh, uh, since uh, TC, not TCU. Geez, I'm all over the place. Uh, against BYU. And, uh, you know, he, he had a great moment there. And, um, you know, so there's been times where it's looked okay, but the running backs have not done anything. Like, they haven't been great at pass protection. They haven't been great at play action. Like, they haven't just been good. And so, considering the circumstance, I give them a C. Uh, wide receivers moving on to that one. Um, this one's tough again because it's a matter of how, how is KJ getting it to him. But Andrew Armstrong leading the way far and away with 437 yards on 35 catches. After him is Isaac Tesla with only 15 catches in the wide receiver group. He's on 181 yards, still has a touchdown. And Isaac Tesla has just been MIA. I don't know. I know it may not be just his fault, but he's been MIA. Uh, Jaden Wilson gets eight catches for 136 yards. Ty Wa- uh, that's tight end. We'll get to that. Tyrone Broden has seven catches for 69 yards and a touchdown. So honestly, when the wide receivers have had the ball throw their way, I've really liked them. Uh, I think Andrew Armstrong has shown why he's a he's a game breaker type player. I think that you've also had a, a great performance out of uh, Tesla when he has the ball in his hand. And even Tyrone Broden has had some great catches. Uh, that one against LSU was really impressive in how that looked. So uh, overall, again, you can go a different different direction here, but I'm actually going to go a little bit more on the positive side and say that the wide receivers are at a B minus. I'm giving them a B minus right now because again, when they have the ball, when they have time, when they have, when they when the ball's thrown to them, they've made some plays and made some really great catches. Again, it hasn't been perfect, but it's looked really good. Now, the tight end position is the next one, and this one kind of is a little bit odd because of the fact that uh, your best tight end and Luke has is hurting out for the year. But we're just taking from what they've done so far this season, right? Just so far this season in six games. Luke has 16 catches for 253 yards, and Ty Washington, seven catches for 90 yards. Uh, Barkey's gum has one catch, and that's it. That's all as far, as far as tight ends go. And I know there's more to the tight end position than that. But I'm going to say that the, the tight end group with has and also with the emergence of Ty Washington, I'm putting them at a B plus. I'm putting them at a B plus because when they've been in the game, when those two guys have been in the game, they've done well. They've done really well. Uh, when Luke has is just a gamer, and it's so unfortunate that he got hurt, but he's a gamer. And I don't know why Ty Washington hasn't played as much as what he should have, but I, I give the tight end position a B plus. It's been much more improved. I think that those two guys, especially when they've gotten the ball thrown at them and they've been targeted, they've made plays. And so, so far this year, I mean, you could say a B but I don't know. I'm going to go B plus. I'm going to be a little bit more positive on him because I've really liked what those two guys have brought overall. And finally, the offensive line. I mean, I try not to be too harsh because I know that it's still just, you know, people can be like really awful and be really, uh, you know, again, saying F's across the board, but I'm not going to do that. I'm trying to be fair. But to me, folks, the offensive line's at a D plus. And without a doubt, and this is not really a tease, but without a doubt, it's the worst position group on the team and the most disappointing because there has been really nothing about them that's made you feel like they got it going in the right direction. And a lot of it's coaching, which we'll talk about coaching, but you have no sort of rhythm. You have no sort of good vibes. You have no sort of consistency. You can't get the same players to play in the same position. They can't be good at it. You know, Brady Latham has struggled so much, which is so crazy to think about because he's never really had the struggles he's having this year that he did last year, the year before. 
You know, Bo Lemmers has his issues. Pat, you know, uh, Kudas has been tough uh, watching him because he's so young, but he's, you can tell he's, he's been struggling a lot. I mean, Joshua Braun is probably the best offensive line on, lineman on the team right now, and he's had his struggles too. So I give him a D plus. D plus just as a group because there has not been much to look at and they've been really a big part and one of the biggest reasons why this offense has struggled so much that they have as the year goes. So with the Razorback offense overall, I give them a C. I give them a C right now. Again, some of you are probably going to say that's too high, too low, but I give them a C. So we'll talk about more on the uh, defensive side of the things when we Come back here from break. But guys, I got to tell you, though, about our newest and our newest sponsor here on the Locked On Razorbacks po- uh, podcast. It's Prize Picks. It's the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than and less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Honestly, it's the most fun that I've had. I can tell you that. I'm winning up to 25 times my money this football season because it's just a simple 50-50 shot. What more than or less than? Even I can understand that. And that says something. But I've been winning money on it too, and you need to do it as well. So it's really simple to play. I can make all the picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. It's really convenient, and they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection for all different players. And what's also really cool about with prize picks is they have the reboot policy where your entries stay in even if one of your players gets injured. So for NFL games and college football 25, top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return, that player is rebooted. And prize picks is the only day, daily fantasy sports platform to have the injury insurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college right now and use promo code locked on college for a First deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. We are also brought to you by Game Time. We know that we're folks, you're going to be traveling to different games and different concerts and different vibes and different things that you're going for. But a lot of times when you're trying to find the right tickets, it can be a hassle. It's so annoying to try to find tickets that are good prices that don't include a bunch of crazy fees that are hidden and a lot of times you need them at the last minute well don't worry about that anymore prize but we got a great thing with game time uh and what they have going on there because i've used them when i went to the texas a&m game it was so easy it was so fast it was so convenient and i got the best price guaranteed so you shouldn't have to worry about your tickets to the next event because game time helps you with sports music comedy and theater events all near you and you can also see the view from the seat before you actually buy it which is actually a cool thing because you always think, oh, this looks good. Well, check out the view. They actually can show you exactly what it's going to look like once you get on there. So download the Game Time app and create an account and use promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the grades that we have going on right now, and uh, we're going to move on to the defense. Now, it's amazing how much of a 180 has happened for Razorback football in general. 
Um, but the defense to me through six games this year, I, I think that it's been without a doubt, extremely impressive and extremely uh, solid for the most part. So let's start with the defensive line because the defensive line was the one that got promoted and pumped up probably more so than any other group. Uh, I think that, or at least during the preseason, I should say, and during fall camp, I think that that's something that is being shown right now where some of you may say, well, was it more about that or was it more about the uh, terribleness of the offensive line for Arkansas? You know, maybe so, but I think overall between the the performances by uh, you know, Trajan Jeffcoat. I think Landon Jackson's been really good. Uh, I think you've had some uh, other guys step up, uh, just being solid. You know, they're not setting the world on fire, but they have been pretty solid. Um, they may you may have uh, gotten frustrated because they don't sack the quarterback enough, but I think overall you can be pretty impressed by what they've been able to do. And you know, their rush defense has been middle of the pack. And, uh, you know, they've caused some, had some really great plays and tackles for loss, especially against Ole Miss. So I think the season's gone on. I think the defensive line has gotten better. And so I'm going to, again, you can always disagree with me, but I'm going to go B plus. I've liked what the D line, they've done enough as a, as a, as a full fledged group to be able to stop the run effectively, maybe not provide as much pressure on them. Um, which, oh, by the way, sorry, I read the wrong one. I haven't met, I haven't met a B, sorry, I haven't met a B. Um, but yeah, I got them at a B. I think that they've done enough. I think that they've done enough things to, you know, at least make teams worry about them. They do have depth and you know, they've provided some pressure. Maybe that doesn't always go the way that you want it to, but overall I've been pretty impressed by them and what they've been able to accomplish. So I give them a B linebacker is also a really tough one, but I, I actually have been really pleased overall. Again, we're talking about expectations. When Chris Poupal, which I know he got hurt against Ole Miss, and hopefully uh, he ends up making being all right and good to go. But with Chris Poupal, with uh, also the guys that have come in late uh, as far as through the transfer portal, uh, Thomas, I think he's been great overall, Gene Thomas, because of uh, you know the expectation that they have coming into this year. So I think he's been great. I think that also... Um, See, now his name just escaped me, and I'm not losing it. I'm going to think about it in my head. Uh, oh, yeah, you got Crook. I thought Crook's been fine when he's coming in. And he hadn't set the world on fire, but Antonio Greer's the other one. There we go. Yeah, another one that I felt like they've done solid. You know, again, that's it's a matter of are they doing enough where it's a major weakness, or are they doing enough to where it's a major strength, or are they just doing enough? You know, it's kind of where it's at. And with the linebacker position, I think that they've done enough and leaning towards more of the good side of things. So I give them a B. I give them a B overall at the linebacker position. Now, here's the big one. The defensive backs, the secondary. Some of you are probably going to yell at me for this, but that's fine. I actually give Arkansas a B plus in the secondary, where they were an F last year, like full-on F a season ago. I give them a B plus this year. Not only because of the expectation was so low, but... In their passing defense right now, they rank uh, seventh in the SEC, 51st overall. Now, you're sitting there, I was like, okay, you're middle of the pack in the SEC. Folks, they were 130th last year. They were 14th in the SEC. So you are talking about, essentially, again, I know it's a halfway point, but if, they, if they, the stats and the numbers all stayed the same, you're talking about a secondary that has increased their rankings and overall pass defense by nearly a hundred spots. 
80 spots, they've increased. They've jumped from being dead last in the SEC to right smack in the middle. And how? Oh, well, maybe they haven't played as many pass offenses. No, because they honestly played the two best pass offenses already in LSU and Ole Miss in the SEC. So you can't throw that into the mix. They haven't been perfect. They haven't been, you know, just elite, but they have been, they've gotten the job done. I give them a B plus. I've been really impressed by the secondary. They've gotten interceptions. Um, they've, uh, they've had some really great pass breakups. Even a guy like Jalen Braxton, who's a true freshman is a, is a really good moments and they don't have Quincy McAdoo. So I give them a B plus. I've been really impressed by them overall. Been really impressed by the defense. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, special teams and coaching and get into that final part of it, uh, here in just a second. But Folks, I got to tell you that we're all looking to try to make sure we're prepared for everything, right? Well, with Jay's case, they provide five life-saving antibiotics, all for emergency news use. And all it takes to get a Jay's case is to fill out a very simple form online, and in some cases, just jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Uh, don't be going. You don't want to be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the times when it's most unexpected. But Jace handles everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultant and care. They are the best there is. So you can get $20 off on all the life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my promo code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Again, $20 off on the life-saving antibiotics today using promo code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. Dot com. We're also brought to you by Markel from Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between. Markel has been helping Arkansas small business community for over 30 years. Markel is a global specialty insurer with a truly people first approach because to them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help people get back on their feet. We spend a third of our lives working, so on the job injuries can be expected. But since you work so hard to build your business, it's important to make sure that you and your employees have the right insurance coverage. Whether you're new to the business or celebrating 25 years, whether you have one employee or a thousand employees, Markel Insurance aims to understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. So find a local independent agent to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote today at markelinsurance.com slash locked on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L insurance.com slash locked on. Markel insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markel is a registered trademark of Markel Group Incorporated. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Everyone's moment they've been waiting for, I know, the uh, Arkansas special teams and coaching, mainly for the coaching, but I wanted to throw special teams in there because I feel like it's, it's needed. Um, cause, and I don't know if I said it before, I guess I should say, it, but overall, uh, just to recap, I've given Arkansas Razorback offense a C overall, and I've given Razorback defense a B overall. So that's where we're at. Razorback special teams. We'll start with the kicker. Cam Whittle, A. Cam, Cam Whittle's got an A. He, he's been awesome. In fact, he's been like the biggest bright spot for Arkansas so far this year. He's made every single extra point. He's nine of 10 from field goal. And he has hit three. He's actually three for three on 50-plus yard field goals. He's had a 56-yarder, and the only one he's missed was one that was from uh, the 40 to 49-yard range. I believe that was against BYU. 
but he's been elite. And every single kickoff he's had has gone out of bounds, it feels like. So Cam Little gets an A. The only reason he doesn't have an A plus is because he missed one field goal. If he had it, if he didn't miss, if he only missed one field goal, I have an A, an a plus. Uh punter, Max Fletcher. You know what? This is another thing that people may disagree. He had a bad couple of punts or just a few punts. But overall, the, the dude has been really good. He has been really good. He has been somebody that I feel like overall has, you know, again, had it had his moments here and there, but overall has just done exactly what he's needed to do when it comes to, to punting. Um, I think that if you look at just the numbers themselves and the stats of uh, where he where he takes place as far as those punts go, which and I know it's more than just numbers and people are going to bring up that 10 yard punt that he had and and everything. And it's like, OK, that's fine. You know, do what you need to do. Say what you need to say from all of that. But when I'm just looking at what he's been able to do and, and the averages that he's had, I've been really, really impressed. Uh, he's boomed a bunch of 60 yarder punts, it seemed like there with uh in the Texas A&M game down there in Arlington. So I I'm like that's that's incredible of what he's been able to do there. Uh I was trying to find the numbers here. Yeah, here we go. So here's here's the deal. He's averaging 46 and a half yards a punt. 46 yards and a half and it's 46 and a half yards a punt. That's great. That's what you need to do. That's great. So I give him a B plus. May disagree with me, but he's just had a couple bad plays, but overall he's been really good. Punt return, I have it an A. And the reason I have it at an A is that Arkansas actually still to this day leads the SEC and punt return averages yards per game because Isaiah Satania has the ability to break it wide open. I know he's already got a punt return for a touchdown, but uh, Arkansas is number one, number seven in the country. They average about 17.7 yards per punt return. And punt return is not really something that you get a whole lot of. So I uh, got to give them a high grade because just because they've been able to do it. So I give them an A. And kick return... I haven't haven't as an NA or uh, maybe a withdraw, you know, like those W's you used to get in college because Arkansas has not had enough of those plays on kickoff return to know one way or the other. Uh, so I, I just leave that one blank. But overall, I'll give the special teams an A minus. Uh, I think that they had the, the punt return for a touchdown by AM and uh, was was not good. But overall, it was like more of a, a punting too far and a great play by Anaya Smith. So, you know, it's not been perfect, but. Considering where it was a year ago and where it's at now, I give it an A minus. So finally, let's get to coaches. And with coaches, I'm not going to go through each position group, uh, coaches, because we just kind of did that. But I am going to go through the coordinators and head coach Sam Pittman and as a whole. We'll start with Danny Nose. Danny Nose, without a doubt, has been as far as coaches go, the most disappointing coach so far. Um, I, I feel like there's been times where the offense has done things that doesn't make much sense. Uh, certain play calls have haven't made much sense. I feel like the offense is really, whether it's the, you know, whether it's a KJ problem or whether it's not, I don't care, but there's no doubt that the offense has struggled and has not looked good because of these facts. Uh, and at the end of the day, Enos is the one that's come in and the offense looked good last year and this year does not. So where does it go? Who, who's, whose uh, fault is that? Well, I think it's, it's a collective effort, but without a doubt, Dan Enos has been the biggest disappointment to me as far as the coordinators go. And I give him a C minus. There's been times where, uh, you know, I think in the first game, of course, it looked good. I think even against the LSU uh, Tigers, it looked pretty good for the most part because uh, they were able to score. But besides that, it's not looked good really in any games. has not looked good. So C-minus might even be put in it delicately, but I uh, give him a C-minus. And then Travis Williams, off in, uh, defense coordinator, I give him a B-plus. What he's done in this defense and turning it around in one year where you know they lost a lot of key components from last year. You know, you think about Drew Sanders, bumper pool, 
Um, you know, guys that were key contributors to last year's team, lost some uh, guys out of the secondary that you felt like could have helped you out, maybe a Miles Slusher and, and Jalen Catalan, you know, didn't have them in the mix anymore. And then you throw in uh, some of the D linemen that they lost. Overall, with what he's got, he's done a great job, and I give him a B plus. I'm still impressed with the defense. I'm still impressed by how they've grown and how much better they've gotten just since last year. And I think Travis Williams, Marcus Woodson, uh, the entire defensive staff, and also the defensive players themselves deserve a lot of credit for that. So they got a B-plus out of me. And finally, Sam Pittman, overall. And we're just talking about in a six-game span. We're not talking about overall in his tenure at Arkansas or anything like that. We're just talking about this six-game span that Arkansas has gone through. I give Sam Pittman a C-plus. And some again, some of you are going to yell at me for saying that's too high. And maybe so. Maybe so. But... There have been a lot of problems with this team but the, that falls on the head coach, essentially. Uh, the amount of penalties Arkansas has had, uh, and that, that falls on the head coach. Arkansas is the most penalized team in the SEC. They've had three games already this year where double-digit penalties have been called. That's a problem. That's bad. I think the penalties are that. I think the uh, game-time decisions on how many timeouts you got used, you know, and against LSU, those timeouts that you got used, that's on the head coach at the end of the day. That's on that's on Sam Pittman. His game management has not been great. Uh, his final say on certain plays, like you know the QB sneak and all that, falls on the hands of Sam Pittman. That's on him. So there's been a lot of things that this year has fallen on Sam Pittman and has ultimately led to a lot of the issues that we've seen so far this year. And when I say all that, you're probably saying, "Well, why give him a C plus? Like, where are you at, and how would you even justify that?" Because some of you may give him an F, some of you may give him a D or whatever. And some of you may even give a low C, but the reason I give him a C plus is this, is because for all the issues, for all the problems, for all of the, the bad moves, the bad judgments, the bad decisions, the bad play, the bad everything, the one thing that Sam Pittman has that I think is worth a lot is the fact that still to this time where everything's gone bad, overall has gone bad for Arkansas, the players are still playing hard for Sam Pittman. You may not care about that, and that's fine. But, folks, I can't imagine. I mean, look at all these other teams where any other team that's two and four right now in, in college football, a lot of them are probably already given up, mailing it in, not caring, not showing up, acting out, problems in the locker room, you know, whatever it is. There's a lot of that going on. But this team still fights and plays really hard for Sam Pittman. Given the frustrations, given the lack of offense, given the you know the offense not being as what they were a year ago, or the defense feeling like they have to hold their own a lot more, like all that stuff together, where there could be a lot of major issues, the team is still playing really hard for Sam Pittman, and that's worth something to me because we've seen it when and they just give up. We saw the players give up on Chad Morris. I felt like as soon as he walked through the door, uh, we saw players and, and people kind of give up on Brett Bielma at the end of his tenure because he was just mailing it in. Um, we've seen it happen before, but it hasn't happened with Sam Pittman just yet, you know, but at this point in time, it's all we got is these six games. So I feel like that deserves a ton, a ton of credit towards him where he could easily lose a team, but they have held, he's held it pretty well together. So a lot of it mistakes, a lot of things, but overall coaches, I give them a C, I give them a C at this point in time. So there's my grades. There's my midseason report card for the Razorback football team. And I'm sure all of you are going to agree fully to where I'm not even going to have to have anybody disagree in the comment section or have to see people arguing in the comment section. I'm sure it's just perfectly fine, but either way. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. 
Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors, for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.